The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. Our host, I'm your host, I'm proud, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about to hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock today, at which time he'll be on for two hours because it's Saturday. Uh, so be sure and check that out. 3 p.m. Eastern. Right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon, bottom right hand corner, and then click on that and join us in the chat. Love to have you over there. A lot of friends over there excited this morning. Congratulations, Bethany, on your chili cook-off. And uh, <laughs> we got a lot of friends over there. So good morning to you guys. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Please subscribe. And then also we have BeforeIt'sNews.com top of the page over there. So uh, please check that out and give those guys some support. And we appreciate them putting us up the morning and afternoon show over there. Right up under where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You've got a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. It goes out late afternoon, early evening, every day. And uh, you get all the articles we have out for that day, including the morning show archive. So please sign up for that. Um, yeah, we are heavily censored, and sadly, even in the e- email inbox, it's that's some of that's going on, too. So uh, if you're having problems getting the email, uh, please click the Contact Us button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com and just let, them, uh, let the office know that you're having trouble getting that. Sometimes people unsubscribe, and they don't realize they've unsubscribed, or other things happen. So uh, One final thing is <clears throat> the Soldier of the Cross bundle. Uh, you guys have been saying, hey, you know, we maybe we got a bundle or something like that we could throw together, uh, save a few dollars in the process. Well, we've got it. Soldier of the Cross bundle. You got Bradley's new book, The Soldier of the Cross. Uh, the shirt with the same artwork and then the Peter Muhlenberg statement on the back in your size. And uh, a black or a silver dog tag for $34. Now, if you're double X or larger on your T-shirt size, that'll go up a, a couple of dollars. I think it's like five bucks. Okay. Um, you can also pick up the shirt by itself for $20 in the store. You can grab the book for $10 
And then also the new book, All the Prophets Are Pointing to the Front, that's also $10. And then the dog tags are at the bottom. You can get those in silver. You can get those in black for $8. So uh, be sure and uh, check those things out there. All right. It is. <clears throat> it has been a long week, and I have so many things that I want to accomplish in the week, but other things seem to want to creep in and take my time from doing those. So I still have things that I wanted to do like two or three weeks ago to get done. And uh, I keep getting interrupted. So <laughs> for whatever reason that is, uh, as always, we have with us on Saturday, uh, Kate Shimarani. And you know what? I didn't even have, I didn't even have my music ready here. Let's see. There it goes. Yeah, there we go. Good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Morning. I, you, did you see, I, I sat at the other end and the light was behind me because I didn't want to disturb Dave's sister, Lulu, who is on the table. <laughs> sleeping <laughs> so now i've moved onto one of the benches at the table so you get a better view uh, i'm thinking about it. it it is saturday i'm glad you said what you said you're not getting things done uh, before i start anything because this is a glass of freshly pressed carrot and apple juice with a green star twin gear juicer so it's slow the reason you want a slow juicer is if it's fast it generates lots of heat and it destroys the enzymes. I also have a pure juicer, which was gifted to me from Dr. Patrick Vickers. So I thought it would be good because everyone, I did a post on iodine. And iodine, of course, is used for detox, but also it's going to push out your um, heavy heavy halogens that come in your water, your fire retardants, fluoride, chlorine, bromine. So this is Lugol's 2% iodine iodide. And for me, for maintenance, I always personally, I'm not telling you to do it. I have three drops, three drops, not a whole pipette, just three drops. You can paint a two inch square on the soft portion of your arm and where it's not going to get wet. Put it on after your shower in the morning, paint it there and then see what it's like the next morning. If that has gone you need iodine. And if it's nice and bright orange still, bright orange is when you painted it on, you don't. But we are constantly under attack. Um, you know what? Don't, don't, some of the, some of the brands, I'm going to be affiliating because the, the website um, is, is kind of ready. I'm just writing the content now. Um, so I'm going to take some vitamin B3, which is niacin. It's the flushing kind. So in about seven minutes, I'll be bright pink, like a well-scalped backside. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a pancreatic enzyme. It's 1,200 milligrams. Um, I'm going to take that. This is natrokyanase, which is at the moment. Now, let me just tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in quick. I would take the natrokyanase with nanobromelene, which is what you get from the inside of the pineapple, the bit that everyone cuts out, the stalk bit. They cut that and throw it away. That's got the bromelain in it and the enzymes. But natokinase and bromelain and N-acetylcysteine will do a minesweep of your blood vessels. So where you've got all that plaque from eating sugar, binding to your protein, that's what furs up your arteries. And good old John, this is B17. I will soon have my own label. And we and and I had a meeting yesterday with a company to, to import so this will have my label on it and you're going to like it very much if you're in the UK. But I, when I had cancer, I took um, one gram of the Laotril 
three times a day for two years. And then I continued and I took it for another three years. So I was taking it for five. Uh, now I, I tend to take probably one to two grams a day down the hack. You know, and that that juice, I'm surprised you're not guzzling it. I, I actually have. I do normally, but I can't because I look like a British pig. No, I, I, my boys are coming in here in the evening and they're going, Dad, can we make those juices again? Can we make those juices again? They've even went out and bought their own carrots and apple, which I'm glad to see. I mean, they, they kind of are somewhat conscious of that anyway, but that stuff is good and it's good for you. Yeah, and just remember, if you're making more than eight ounces, what you saw in this glass was eight ounces. Of, of carrot and apple if you're drinking like a glogging a liter your, your body's it's waste you're not going to assimilate those vitamins minerals enzymes you're not going to you're better off if you if you only want to make it and drink it over a couple of hours putting it in a stainless steel flask airtight and drinking it over a maximum of two hours because after that it's it's kind of dead but you're better off drinking you know making it hourly so because uh, and I, i'm actually going to take a couple of acidol because if we haven't got enough stomach acid, we're not going to absorb any of those anyway. And I, I've actually taken some selenium and some zinc when you weren't looking um, in my hand. <laughs> Accurate. And, uh, oh, and Koku Ken. And this is on for people who might be asking the question, and and you, I know you've made mention of this when you're when you were in your fight against cancer, but for people who might ask the question, they say, "Well, Kate, you're talking about eating right. Why are you taking all these supplements?" There's a reason for that well, too. Yeah, so I've just taken CoQ10, which is the heart protective enzyme, because when I get off this show, if this had a smellometer, you'd all be like salivating. I have made soup this morning, right? leek potato. I put a bit of broccoli in it and I put some brown rice in it and um, it's smelling delicious. And I'm going to have lots of chopped raw garlic in the top and some uh, apple cider vinegar and flax oil in it. Really, really yummy. And for dessert, I'm going to have a mashed banana with a little bit of cacao powder in it and cacao nibs. And it's just like a chocolate mousse then. That's what I'm going to have. So Normally, I would then have my juice, my supplements, then I would go and eat. But I'm going to have a bit of a delay. But what I'm interested in, Tim, is what you said, that you're not getting things done. So because you're my my you're, you're my bro from another mother, my brother from another mother, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to tell everybody because I, I think it's it's only it, it's fair because people are following me. Incidentally, I took magnesium and this is a really good brand and I'm going to be working and affiliating with them. Magnesium glycinate. And I, I took quite a lot of that. I think I took about eight of these because we don't actually take enough magnesium. Um, any facial twitches. We've done that on the show, haven't we? Um, yeah. Angina. Any of those Charlie horses. Yeah. you you and, and every molecule of sugar. And listen, I'm no different to anyone else. Um, I can't have chocolate in the house. Uh, uh, you know, one molecule of that nasty white poison sugar is going to use up about 56 molecules of magnesium. Um, so it's very easy with what's going on around the world and the winter months are coming in. And then what happens is we get out a little bit, we get undisciplined and we fall out of our routine and then we get overwhelmed by everything. And then we get very little done. Uh, we almost become the, the masters of procrastination. And I, I can fall into that. And I work much better when I'm on tight routines. Now I work for myself. So, you know, I, I get to decide my hours. My patients are worldwide. So they're often in different time zones. 
So I noticed, you know, when I was writing stuff for the website, I wasn't getting things done. And I thought I should have plenty of time. Why am I not getting them done? And we're constantly bombarded with what's going on around the world. And people are asking me, what's my comment? Well, it doesn't matter what my comment is. What is actually going on? I know that when two million people were on the streets of the UK protesting against an invasion for the Iran-Iraq war, they still went in. It made no difference. And, you know, what we, we saw a the poor woman again. She was arrested for praying in her head outside an abortion clinic. She's been arrested. Uh, no, she's not been arrested. Sorry. She's been given a, a notice. Yeah. That she's like, fine. Yeah. And yet we have, um, this is Britain. This is Great Britain. People come here because they want this way of life. They they know that it's used to. And and yet we have people calling for jihad on the streets. We have they the, call, the call for prayer going out over loudspeakers. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, which is noise pollution. It's noise pollution. And then we saw two, two or three young lads being threatened that they were going to be arrested for turning up at this rally with the English flag. Now, how is that possible? They said it's inciting violence. How can carrying your That's country's crazy. flag yep. be inciting violence in your own country? It's silly. And then, yeah, and then a guy did get arrested for having the English flag. It's so look, all of that goes on, and then we all go, oh gosh, oh gosh. Then we see what's happening. And I haven't got a lot of um power over what's happening. But what is happening is it's having a profound effect on me. And I might not think it is. But then what I did was I started to look at what I was doing in my own life around me. And I thought, well, you know what, this is having an effect on me. So this is what I did. Um, so this morning, I set my alarm for five o'clock. Um, now, the, I, made, I made the first fatal mistake. My alarm clock is broken because I've dropped it. I'm always like knocking them off. And, and anyone who knows me knows I'm, a, I'm one of these, a snooze, snooze. Anyway, my alarm clock. So I use my phone. First mistake. So today I've ordered a new alarm clock and the phone will stay downstairs when I go to bed. It will not be allowed upstairs. It will be plugged into charge downstairs. And that's that. So the idea is that I get to bed before 10 a.m. Actually, I went to bed last night at 6.30. I was really tired and I fell asleep. And then because I had my phone with me, People began to ring and text and I spoke to them and, and I shouldn't have done because then I couldn't sleep. So so what generally happens is I'll go back. To, if I don't get up at five, I'll doze back off and I have terrible dreams. Why am I having terrible dreams? Because of everything that I'm looking at. So what we all tend to do, we all do it. The first thing we do is we pick up our phone. We wake up, we pick up our phone, we we scroll through our social media, and we start to feel connected with everybody. It's all fake. It's a fake connection. So my, my plan is my alarm clock will arrive, my phone will stay downstairs, and I won't go on it at all. And so the plan is, is to, like I used to get up at quarter to five, so the plan is to go even more, quarter to five. And then... By the time I've done everything that I always do in my house, you know, my distiller, the cats, the dogs, all my routine that I do, that takes me to about quarter to seven. 
Then, uh, you know, because I do a coffee enema as well, don't forget, and every morning. And even my coffee enema time, which I should be peaceful and reading stuff, I was taken up with loading my social media, which is also not good. So then I, uh, what I plan is that then at seven o'clock, I do my workout. My weights workout one day and the next day is like a yoga workout, calidetics and ballet. So that I'm doing something every day. Then take my dogs a walk unless it's pouring from the heavens and I'll jig that bit around. I'll do it in, later in the days and switch it for work. But then when I take my dogs a walk, which will be eight o'clock because the clocks change tomorrow. So it will be light at eight, eight or 10 dog walk. And then I generally will take a patient from 11 o'clock onwards because that covers starts to cover American time and people generally. So I'll take patients throughout the day and in the evening. That leaves me like my day then to get my work done, feel that I've done it, feel accomplished. So today I've already, because it was teeming down with rain, I got loads of work done. I've done a workout. I've had my juices. I've made my lunch. And I feel so much better in myself because I got up that early just by doing it one day. And I feel like, yeah, 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 I can do this. So you've accomplished accomplished something for the day. Yeah. So later, I have an interview in America later, but what I'm planning on doing later this afternoon is I'm going to start moving my furniture out my dining room, filling in with the plaster. And I used to decorate years ago and I used to enjoy it, but I'm actually decorating my dining room. It might take me a a good few days to do it, or even it might take me a couple of weeks, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it myself. Save me a lot of money. But um, so you see, I, I actually feel like I can do that today because I got up and what we what we've got to do and that whole we shouldn't be looking at social media when we first wake up when you are about to go to sleep and this is the other thing as well that's why as soon as I go upstairs that phone needs to stay downstairs and that period of time read a couple of pages read scripture read a book and then also when you close your eyes and you st- you start to go to sleep, you should be almost a little bit fantasy, thinking about what you want to happen. Start, you know, if, if it's that you want to see your business grow, or for me, you know, I want to be doing lectures to big crowds. Imagine, I've done this before and it works. Imagine myself speaking to big crowds and that I'm joyful in it and, and get into that before I go to sleep, because that will have a big effect on the chemicals released from my brain. And um, instead, what do we do? First of all, <laughs> yeah. Mostly- Kate, let, let, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cough on you there. But oh, one one of the it. one of the things you were saying there was I was reading off of one of the uh, the articles that you sent, and it was talking about understanding those release of the chemicals of the brain, uh, depending on what the body's enduring, what what you're thinking about, and stuff like that. And I and then you talked about the traumatization at the beginning. And that, that is exactly the course that the, the MK Ultra stuff follows in order to control yes. the people is give them trauma, then give them reward, then give them trauma, then give them a reward. And it's it's almost like you're re- what I just said, you're rewarded for being traumatized because you're being controlled. And so when our minds are set on those things uh, and we're not looking to the Lord to guide us in. And by the way, you know, some people say that it's wrong to you know, follow those desires and dreams. It's wrong if they're not glorifying God, 
But you know what? The one who delights himself in the Lord, the Bible says he will give them the desires of their heart. Why is that? Because their desires are what God's desires are for them. It's not that they're they're opposite of what that. So I want to clarify in case somebody says, well, I have a desire to go out here and be immoral or break the law or whatever. That's not what we're talking about at all. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just it. These are, you know, where I'm serving, where what I've learned, I'm then speaking and teaching others, which is you know, what what we've got planned with my website. And um, it's not doing anything immoral. But but what it isn't doing is I'm not watching TV programs with violence, sex, drugs, alcohol. I'm not watching that. I don't have a TV that um, I've got a TV that you can put discs in because I've got my yoga videos and and my calinetics videos. But I don't watch anything like that. I don't want to watch it. So I'm not putting it in my head before I go to sleep because that's the chemicals. And I already talked on the show and we're told in scripture, you know, in the light, first there was the Lord and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and the Lord are one. And they moved across the water. The water was there. And that is that electromagnetic frequency. That's what it is. It's energy. Well, what are you? You're mostly water. Every enzyme in your body is responsible for every chemical reaction. What's happening if you're watching all these things? It's going to affect your holy temple. That's yeah. exactly what it's going to do. So, um, can, can I ask a question right here before yeah, you sure. get, get into this? Uh, Jason's asking, does ginkgo biloba work for memory loss? Ginkgo biloba is great for the brain, and so are lots of other things. But if you've lost your memory, it depends, you know, why have you lost your memory? There, there could be lots of things. It's not just physical, it's psychological, it's spiritual. Um, are you sleeping enough? Is your bedroom a place that will be good for sleep? Um, because if you're not sleeping enough, you're going to lose your memory. And what foods are you eating? Are you eating foods that will destroy your neurons? Are you eating foods that are going to poison your brain? So there's all of the, those things to take into consideration. You don't even know. And there are patents. What if you are bathed in EMF and you don't know what else is coming in? And, and you know what? When I see what CRISPR and ARP technology working with the Pentagon and the Gates Foundation and, and what they're capable of, all of these things need to be considered. I was watching a long time ago, and I cannot find it, a video, I think I've talked about it on the show, of a lady who had had a stroke and she had um, she had lost her ability to speak. All the words from her brain to her mouth got jumbled. And this doctor um, gave her this drug intrathecally. I cannot find this. If anybody can find it, please, you know, do tell me. That's intrathecally into the spinal, into the spinal fluid. And he tilted her for however long it was, half an hour. And then when they eventually stood her up with help, she, after a a, a while, she began to speak and she began to speak with clarity. And she said she had a fog in front of her eyes and she couldn't reach the words. And you know what? Then I went on and I was reading that the memories are not in the head. They're in like an iCloud and that they're channeled through. Now that would go with the whole God of myth, uh, sorry, Mithras and your, you know, your chakras, but it would also go with the pineal gland, our connection with our higher self, our, our Holy Spirit. 
So when all those channels get blocked, that's why they want it blocked. So I think you have to look at all of it, mind, body and soul, every physical aspect. Don't just rely on ginkgo biloba. Don't just rely on that. You need to start looking at, are you eating nutrient dense, clean food? Are you drinking clean water? Remember, your Wi-Fi will open your blood brain barrier 2.45 to 5.8 gigahertz. Um, Remember, if you've got somebody that's already got dementia or Alzheimer's, you don't want them to have low blood sugar because that will open the blood brain barrier. So this is where you want to give them, you know, good foods, low glycemic load foods and regularly so that you keep their blood sugar you know, an undulating line as opposed to spikes and troughs. Dave's arrived and he's <laughs> coughing and spluttering and sneezing. And uh, he's, he's he's not looking his best, folks. Dave is on a downward spiral. Yeah, J- J- Jason has uh, come back with it. He says he has nonstop noises that sound like two fax machines arguing, EMF attacks. And, uh, you know, I, you know, Jason, I, I can tell you that I have just a tad bit, just a tad of tinnitus at times. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much shut down. Now, I don't know, you guys know I was doing several things at once. I know there was a big shot to it with Corey Hillis's products and, you know, you can get Corey's stuff, uh, at fixemfs.com. You can pick that up and I, I know they work. I mean, I'll wear the, yeah, they do I, work. I sleep with the little bean bag under my, yeah, under the, under the, the better Z's. Yeah. Under the, under the mattress. Underneath my bed and yeah. yeah, because you've got, if you've got a box spring, then you've got all that wire and that's pulling all that stuff in there. Uh, then, you know, I got Kate's grounding mat. So we, for yeah, me and my I've wife, got my feet on that. <laughs> we've used those. And, and with each thing that I've done, the LifeWave patches with each one of those things, what I've had is just a deeper rest. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm uh, actually looking forward to going to bed at like, 7 30 or 8 o'clock because of the fact it gets dark here and uh so yeah people can can pick up those as well uh but it gets dark here very early wavelengthpatch.com wavelengthpatch.com but it gets dark very early here and so you know our clocks are going to change your clock's changing next week i think ours tonight 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 ours is going to change next week so we're going to have to get our act together for next week (laughs) yeah i'm sure it's you'll be an hour early but that sleep is that sleep is so important i don't i didn't even wake up at all last night not one time and i I, um and usually i'm in i'm in bed about like i said about 8 30 9 o'clock now uh, and some people say, well, you're an old man now. No, well, I'm not old, but I'm, I'm getting in there and I'm noticing the difference in how fresher I feel in the morning. In other words, alert and vibrant. And, you know, I feel like I got a good night's sleep uh, versus when, well, like last night, I still got a, a good bit of sleep, but I stayed up a little bit because my boys were up and they had a friend over. So we had some conversations, some things that we were doing. But um, normally I'm in the bed very early and that sleep is very good. And you know, the Bible, the Bible talks about God giving his beloved sleep. I mean, giving them rest. So if we're restless, why is that? Are we doing something probably we shouldn't be doing? And I'm not necessarily speaking immorally, but we're putting things in our body or we've got the, the TV on or we, you know, just loaded our body up with alcohol or something like that. You've done those kinds of things. You're seeing the effects of it. That That's what it'll do. It'll deprive you of your, of your rest. Yeah, you don't have a real, when you drink alcohol, you're not sleeping properly. That's an alcohol-induced sleep. It's not sleep. And your liver is trying to metabolize uh, that alcohol when it should be cleaning and doing every bit of detox. And, um, you know, going to bed, so so what we should be doing 
is not watching. And I've been guilty of it. This is that it's the devil's tool. There's an apple on the back. It will suck you in and people send me stuff and I start looking at it. And the other thing is, it's first of all, you shouldn't be looking at any electronic devices for a couple of hours before you sleep because of what it does to your pineal gland. We shouldn't be doing any of that. And, um, and it's very easy to start falling back into bad habits and you need to be mindful, mindful, and you need to control it and you can control it. So you have to be very, very disciplined. And so that's what I've done. I've thought I need to, you know, I need to help myself here. I need to get that clock. I need to, you know, turn the Wi-Fi back off. I need to leave the phone downstairs um, and I need to go to I need to go to sleep earlier because then I can get up with ease at quarter to five and and the t- and the the time the clock and then it gets everything out of the way because what happens anybody who likes working out knows when you miss it you start feeling guilty you start thinking you thinking oh I've missed my workout I've missed and then you start feeling resentful that you you got to do other things you think I'm not getting anything done for myself here well that's a wonderful time to do it in the early hours you know get up and then you'll be ready for bed so look um you know I, it, it, I, I'm writing something um, all about the brain. And it was this that I, I thought this is great to, to, to you know, to partake to everybody because it falls in with what every, every, everything I'm talking about. So every time you have a thought, your brain releases chemicals and that is how your brain works. You have a thought, your brain releases the chemicals, the electrical transmission goes across your brain. That's with your neurons. It's an electrical thing. And you become aware of what you're thinking. You become aware of it. And um, how many of you have just been, you know, not concentrating or not thinking of anything and suddenly bad thoughts come in your head? You know, look at people with anxiety. Look at, look at, you know, what I always remember my friend, Victoria, she said, <laughs> I hope she's watching this. You remember, she said, I was really worried I wouldn't get pregnant. And then I got pregnant. And I was really worried all the way through that I would have a miscarriage. And she said, and then when he was born, I was worried about, you know, cot death, stillbirth. I was worried about that all the time. And she says, and then he got to two and I thought I'm going to kill him myself. (laughs) (laughs) Joking about it. But then, you know, they get to, they go to school and you worry about their happiness. Or I hope they're happy. Or then they, they get to teenage years and all hell lets loose. You know, they, they turn into these, people you don't even know and you know you you become uh, loggerheads with them but uh, and then you know then when they're late in instead of just thinking well they're late you start thinking they've been murdered they, they've had a car accident um yeah you think that you think the worst rather than thinking the best let me let me just speak to that because you were talking about that before with all of the stuff we're inundated to traumatize us and i just want to take people back you guys will remember when we went through that series of Matthew 24 every day. And one of the things that is, gets said here is, I want you to notice this, <clears throat> because I think it applies right now, and especially what Kate was saying. But you remember, Jesus comes out of the temple. He's just pronounced a curse on those in it, the Pharisees. And he said, I'm leaving to you your house desolate. Remember, he went in there the first time and he said, this is my father's house. He's going in the temple. This is my father's house. You've made it a den of thieves, right? It's supposed to be a house of prayer. Then he leaves it to them at the end of Matthew 23. And he says, your house is left desolate. And then as he's coming out, the disciples say, look at the building because they're still building it. They don't even complete it till right before it's, it's destroyed. And if you go to Matthew 24, he's telling them because they're asking, 
you know, when's this going to happen? When's these stones going to be not upon another? When they're going to be thrown down? That's what Jesus has told them. And when is the sign of thy coming, the end of the age or the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And then he says this, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Isn't that what we're hearing inundated with constantly over the past several years? See that ye be not troubled. Now, Jesus is telling them this there in the first century about what's what's going to come within that generation. He says it's going to happen in that generation. And he says, you're going to hear about it. You're going to you know, see all this stuff going on and everything. He says, don't be troubled by it. And don't occupy your thinking with that. Instead, he's got something else for them. They're going to be, he says, they're going to be delivered up. They're going to be testifying before kings and governors, and they're going to testify to the nations, disciple the nations for his namesake. So I think there's a good word in there that we be not troubled. We be not traumatized by things that men want to tell us. We're not to fear man. We're to fear God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just following on from that, um, Psalm 108, appeal for help against vicious enemies. Um, oh God, whom I praise, do not be silent for the mouths of deceit and wickedness are opened against me. They speak to me with lying tongues. They beset me with words of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me while I pray for them. They repay me evil for good, hatred for love. So what does that do to, to you? Well, it doesn't really affect your physical health if you remain in love. I think it's Francis of Assisi, the famous prayer by Francis of Assisi. But imagine what it's doing to them to be so thinking bad things all the time. One of my friends rang me last night when I should have really had the phone switched off because it woke me. But she, uh, sorry, she texts me uh, and then I spoke to her and it was about she said, look at your Facebook page. Look what somebody's written on there. And I load upon Instagram and it automatically goes onto Facebook. If people want to write slanderous, rude, nasty, vicious things about me, fill your, bu- your boots. It's yeah, not affecting right. me. Because that's come back on you. It. I'm not seeing it. And there's a particular woman, she's followed me for years. And, and it's nothing to really do with me, it's to do with this other lady, which is, I believe, is why she does it. But, you know, it's. This this lady, for all intents and purposes, is, is well off and very well off and should have a wonderful life. What is she doing on a Friday night? She's sitting on a social media platform, writing unkind and really slanderous things about people. Uh, who's that affecting? Because I am. It's I'm it's only a, yeah, it's only affecting her, but it does influence other people, and that's why I think the Bible says that you know we're going to give an answer for every idle word that we speak. Um, oh, yeah. Well, the, she, light, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And in this age, it's in our tongue. Our fingers are the extension of our tongue when we're when yeah. we're on that chat. Yeah. So, she, so she's got a little club who just, you know, I don't care. But anyway, uh, you know, they, a, a company asked me if they could put this slogan on a T-shirt that I always say, the government are not your mommy and daddy and they do not love you. And and it says Kate Shamarani, and it's on this T-shirt in the, with this company, and they're selling them. Well, I don't care. Good for them. So I shared it on my social media, and they said, "Look at her grifting, making money." I don't make any money from it. I'll get a free T-shirt. Incidentally, Tim, you'll be pleased to know, I was counting the cracks on my eyelids last night in my blue <laughs> Sons of Liberty T-shirt. 
I was wearing my blue Sons of Liberty T-shirt, a sweatshirt, some shorts, my Christmas socks till it was time to go to sleep that I had to take them off once I'd heated up my grounding mat. And I thought, gosh, if there was a fire and anyone rescued me, they'd be like, what is she? A bag lady? Is she homeless? <laughs> she homeless? Look at all what she's got on. Not one thing matches. But the only thing I had good that was fabulous was my Sons of Liberty t-shirt. But look, so every time we have a mad thought, an unkind thought, a sad thought, our brain releases chemicals and it it affects, well, I should say it activates your limbic system in your brain. We'll talk about that in a minute. And so it has a physical effect on you. And when you have a happy, joyful thought, it also has an effect on that limbic system. Well, what does it do? It can it can change the temperature of your hands, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your breathing, muscle tension. Your hands will get hot and sweaty when you're stressed. Your heart goes faster. Your blood pressure goes up. You might get a headache. You might go dizzy. Your muscles will go tight. Your blood vessels will go tight. This is how they, they do lie detectors. They measure all these responses by saying things to you that are true and saying stressful lies to you. So if you're having a physical response where your heart is beating faster, then you're having a response on your blood vessels. So it is you keep on doing that and pushing your blood pressure up, pushing your blood pressure up, releasing adrenaline and cortisol, you're eventually going to end up with hardening of the arteries, which is not good. So your limbic system, what, what is it for? It's It sets the emotional tone of your mind. It filters external events through internal states. It creates emotional coloring on it. Tax events is internally important, stores highly charged emotions, modulates motivation, controls your appetite and sleep cycles, directly processes the sense of smell and modulates your libido. So it also motivates your limbic system, is what affects your motivation and your drive. And it helps you to get going in the morning and keeps you going throughout the day. So if you've got an overactive limbic system associated uh, what, sorry, if you've got an overactive limbic system, it's associated with low motivation. And this is what I noticed in myself. I was starting to have no motivation. Um, I would have a list of things to do and I might accomplish one. Um, I don't see joy in anything anymore, just my dogs. I didn't want to do anything. I, I, My daughter and I go in ice skating together, um, you know, on one of these pop-up ice rings that they bring in the winter and they charge you a fortune so we're off skating and then we're going to have some dinner here and I can't think anything worse than going skating in rented boots on a really wet ice rink <laughs> with a lot of people for 30 minutes with with everybody that can't skate I mean I used to skate years ago but uh yeah I thought oh why did I agree to that but you know I I remember years ago um when we first bought our children roller skates we bought them all roller roller boots knee pads elbow pads everything and helmets and we took them to this roller disco um and I laughed so much my face hurt I laughed at my son my son Gabriel the one who's now six foot eight he was just like this was a roller disco he was like Bambi you know when Bambi's on the ice the Disney movie and it just keeps falling over he just could not stand and in the end, it was so funny 
I, I, my whole face hurt laughing. And I thought, I don't yeah. remember really having that kind of joy at such simple things. <laughs> That's not simple. <laughs> Watching your kid fall all over the place. But um, I thought, you know, what, what's going on here? And it's my limbic system is too active because of everything that we're seeing. And you might think when you go on social media and you see images of, of children buried, you might think looking at those images is not doing anything to you, but it is having a profound sure. effect on you. So you've got to ask yourself, am I of any help to my own family, to myself and to those people by making my limbic system overactive and then everything else begins to falter. Can I, let me ask something about that because I've, I've talked about uh, people who are, you know, some people pride themselves that they're quote unquote political junkies. And I, I think, I think junkie is a good term for those people. Uh, it's almost like if they're not involved in that uh, on a daily basis, even someone by an hourly basis, they're, that's where they kind of get their endorphin rush, if you will, uh, that I see. And there are other people who seem to be information junkies. It's not so they can necessarily apply something and do something about it. It's, just, it's so they can have information and uh, they, can, they can get it so they can spew out what they know, but they don't know what to do with it. And I think this is part of the problem we're, we're dealing with both in the UK and in the US is that people get information. They, they may have the right information and they start... They start just telling people about the information, but they're not really doing anything about it. And I think that's really what Bradley gets at. That a lot of people have knowledge about things, but they're not doing anything. They're not. What are they? What are they doing with it? To push, yeah. What are, What are we doing what, with it? Do what did that? I do when I had cancer? Is that Is that not just as as bad as a a little part of water that doesn't get any movement? It becomes stagnant, or yeah. a person who doesn't go to the bathroom they become constipated. It It does have this effect on you. To, to make you toxic in your mind, doesn't it? Well, it does, because well, if you think about it, you're pushing it out there with no solutions. And so you're adding and compounding it. And and so what happens is people become more this limbic system and they don't know what to do about it. And then what do they do? You saw a man go and if, if it happened, you know, it was on social media, uh, killed a child, stabbed a child to death that he knew because of their, I think, because of where they were from, or, be, uh, or I, I can't remember whether they were Jewish or whatever it was, or Palestine, I can't remember, but the child got killed, the mother and the child got attacked. So you're not doing anything about it. No one, I had cancer. And I was absolutely incensed. I can't tell you when I began to read about the Rockefeller uh, medical industry, and then I, you know, realized everything I'd been taught was a lie. And I then looked at my entire practice. What was I actually doing? Yes, I was washing people and, um, you know, making beds and helping them do the things they couldn't. But the rest of the entire system, they weren't being fed properly. They were given medications that were keeping them sick. And um, they were then coming back with more illnesses because of the medications and the vaccines. I was absolutely incensed, enraged. And um, it was doing me no good because I was just sad. So that was when I remember my ex-husband, he said, you know, it won't be forever. You'll be doing this therapy. And he said to me, it was one morning, you know, quarter to five. I'd got up, gone in the bathroom, done my enema. It was half past five now. And I was downstairs getting everything ready to, to get the kids ready, to get them out the door for 20 past seven. And I was so tired. And he said, you know, it will go quick the next two years and then you'll be helping others. He said, everything you're learning, you can help others. 
And I always remember him Amen. saying that. And that is what I've done. That is what I've done. And that's what brings me the most joy. So when that limbic overactivity um, starts because of everything that you're seeing, it's associated with depression. It frequently results in decreased sexual interest. So when you've got married couples um, who pitch up and they've got problems and their relationships um, in trouble, what does the counsellor do? They just sit there and listen. What do you do if you've got a problem with depression? You go to a doctor who sits in the corner of the room, the psychiatrist, and he just tells you what he thinks. And actually, Dr. Daniel Amen, um, who I'm going to try and get a hold of and interview him, he started, he scanned people's brains and he saw the limbic system being overactive on these scans with all these symptoms associated. So I think people, you've, you've got to be really careful. Um, research has demonstrated that females on average have a larger limbic system than males. This gives females several advantages and disadvantages because of their larger limbic brain. Women are more in touch with their feelings. Well, we know that women are emotive. Men are pragmatic, more pragmatic, and they generally are better able to express their feelings than men. We see a huge portion of much greater portion of men will commit suicide. They have an increased ability to bond and to be connected to others, which is why women are usually the primary caretakers of children. And there's no society on earth where men are primary caretakers of children. Yeah, there aren't. But now we've got this fake society where we've got all this LGBTQ and men. Oh, I'm now a mother. I mean, don't even get me started on that. We've now yeah. got the we've now got the online harm bill. You yeah. can go to jail for upsetting them, and you can go to jail in this country for not using the right pronouns. Well, I I'm just not going to use any of your pronouns. I'm just going to talk to you without even saying your name, what you are. If you say no, no, my you need you need to use my pronoun. No, I don't. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say the sentence I've got to say to you. That's it. So I'm not entering into that one. Yeah, and we're not. And again, we're not. We're not talking about people who've been put in that situation uh, through some no fault of their own if they're a single parent or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, even they would probably acknowledge that the the norm is for the man and woman to be married, to have children. This has been historically true in, in all kinds of cultures that you can't, that, you know, that culture isn't going to last if mom and dad aren't, you know, staying together, having those children and, and raising and raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is the way they're, they're instructed to. Kate, we got a quick question here. It's, it's, I know it's related to this, but, and somebody's already answered somewhat in the chat, but Anon asked, if the heart is not a pump, does the increased pulse therefore come from extra bioelectric electrical activity uh, and the heart just acts as a regulator or valve to direct the flow? I think it's more than that, but but I... Yeah, think about it. Hang on a minute. Come here, Nelly. Because the scripture, I just wrote about this the other day. The scripture even references the heart as the seat of our will, our desire, our, our emotions. All of that is right there. When it's talking about that, that's why you hurt in your chest when you're grieved. Um, yeah, or you, you, you feel the physical, joy come out. Yeah, you can have a center. physical physical yep. pain, physical pain to grief. And you can die of, of that physical pain. You, you can die, they say, of a broken heart. And that does happen. Um, what happens, the heart isn't a pump. Let's say you're walking through a wood and it's nighttime and you start thinking about scary movies. And, um, you, you know, you start thinking about... Um, What's his name? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the the horror movies, Halloween, 
those horror movies that people sure. watch when they and then all of a sudden you hear a twig crack. You're not walking fast. You've not changed your your rate and your rhythm of your the the speed and the depth of what you know running nothing, but your heart starts beating really quickly because it's a chemical response. The enzymes in our body are spirals, and they are responsible for all chemical activities. And what do they sit in? They sit in water, and we are mostly water. And what is our DNA responsible for? Photon, phonon, light and sound transmission reception. The power of your mind is incredible, incredible. And it it it's it was written in scripture. I was reading that, you know, um, uh, King James was a Freemason. And that's why I've kind of moved away from reading that because they've, they've a lot of stuff's been taken out. But you are so powerful with what you think and what you speak. So that's how it happens from a chemical. You, you've got the, incidentally, you've got the sinoatrial node where the electrical impulse begins and it goes over the atrium of the heart, then the ventricles by the bundle of his, the Purkinje fibers, and it causes the atriums to squeeze and then the ventricles to squeeze, thud lob, thud lob, thud lob. And of course, if you can have lots of things that affect that, chemicals, digitalis, the plant, it affects your heartbeat. And that's where they get the digoxin from, the drug that they will use to slow your heartbeat. Well, there's a lot of other things that can affect your heartbeat. 5G, 5G will affect it. And uh, we see that everywhere. So this is why when someone is electrocuted, they often they'll come into the emergency room. They have to go up to coronary care to have their heart paced because it's gone out of normal rhythm. So, you know, you've you, you got to be really care, careful or connected. Is it Fleming's left hand rule <laughs> to do with the physics? Yeah. Look, you know, one of the one of the things that I had out just yesterday, uh, I was trying to bring it up here is, <clears throat> you know, when you're talking about the heart there is what they this uh, Center for Biofield Sciences uh, they declared that the use of that X39 patch that we were talking about, that it started cardiovascular systems changes for the better inside of three months, like within six weeks, they were seeing improved things with the heart. But when yeah, we, I'm wearing mine. Yeah, I've got all of them on. Yeah, same. <laughs> but, but, what, but what, when we go back to what scripture talks about, about those things with our, with our emotions, the seat of our will, and all of this kind of stuff, that's coming right out of there. So again, you know, when you start thinking about how we've been toxic, even this affects these organs uh, and the other things that we have so that we cannot fully be what we should be or what, um, you know, God's created us to be in that. And so that's this, I see that parallel. I see the, that joining together of how the body, you know, because there were the the guys who would separate out and say, well, the body's really bad and the spirit's what good and the spirit needs to be released. Well, one day it is going to be released. There's no doubt about that. But the Bible says that the body's good too. It's going to find its place to put, you know, we're going to take it off and uh, we're going to put on something incorruptible. That's true. But while we're here, uh, I was listening to a guy the other day, and he was talking to me. He says, oh, Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was going to say people ought to watch uh, not only the DNA Pirates of the Spiral. Uh, Sacred, Spiral. Sacred Spiral. But the other one, the gas thing, it's based on his other book, 
that has the mural of the Denver airport on it. Yeah, and that one his, is, I have all his books. That one is mind blowing. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw both of those up in the archive. So if you guys want to check them out, and then uh, you'll you'll see those later on today, and then as well as the bonus videos because I throw bonus videos in there. If you go to the archive, it's just got a bunch of different. It's one of things. that Pirates of the Sacred Spiral. Um, yes, with, with a birthday gift from an ex boyfriend, and. Um, Oh, it's my favorite book. And also Healing Codes for the Biological Apocalypse. It's when you start to see it, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. And he's doing the same thing. He's bringing what they learn in science. And I think real science is the study of creation. So they're thinking God's thoughts after him. That's why I was amazed to listen to David Schmidt. But he, this guy's very much like Schmidt. He's talking about scripture. And they're friends. Yeah, and they're he friends, he, right? he takes the scripture and he's he's putting it to what they've discovered, and he and and it works together. It's not like these guys trying to take evolution and do that kind of thing. They're actually taking what's actually going on, and they're seeing how scripture applies to it. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. It is. So that limbic system. It's responsible for sadness, clinical depression, increased negative thinking, negative perception of events. Um, a flood of negative emotions such as hopelessness. People are feeling that right now. Helplessness, they're feeling that. Guilt, which all of these then lead to appetite and sleep problems, decreased or increased sexual responsiveness, social isolation and pain. And it can also, it, it can affect, you know, everything. You're bonding with your children, everything. Now, we all know People who, you know, they're, they're, you, they always say you have dra- drains or radiators in life. We all know that one person who comes to the party and everybody moves away from them. You know, everything's when you say to them, oh, how are you? And they go, oh, terrible. This has happened. This has happened. This has happened. Everyone knows me in my local supermarket. When they say, as you go through the checkout, how are you? And I always say, I'm great. I'm always great. And, you know, they actually say to me now, the staff go, you are you're always pleasant. You always smile. And you always say that. And I said, doesn't everyone else? They go, no. So you see, and then I said to them, you're in a privileged position because for some people, the only time someone speaks to them the whole day is at the checkout, the checkout in the supermarket. But we all know those people that are, are you know, just miserable all the time. So we, we mustn't just say, oh gosh, it's misery guts. You know, misery loves company. <laughs> We, we have to try and look further. And this is where we need to try and forgive and throw love at it, throw lots of love at it, because they might, first of all, they might have had something happen in their life. And then now in that spiral, gosh, the rain's coming down and they, they might, they might not be eating properly. They might Absolutely. be eating a really poor diet. Yeah. Uh, they might be, um, you know, n- not have got themselves into a vicious cycle because then they can't sleep, so they're not having enough sleep. And so just by helping them simply, you know, maybe, you know, speaking, calling them in the morning and saying, or do you want to, do you want to meet for a, we'll go and do our shopping together, coffee. That actually gets people out of bed. Kate, hang on just a second. We'll let you carry over for as long as you want Uh, after this. uh, Guys, if you want to catch Bradley at three, he'll be on sonsoflibertymedia.com and then have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. We're going to carry over with uh, Kate. Be sure to open up your home for hospitality, spur one another on to love and good works, and we'll see you bright and early, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. on Monday. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over. You know, Kate was talking about planning out things, and you think about things before you're uh, going to sleep, and even as you're getting up, you're kind of setting. And I do some of that, 
And that's why I that but but my plans are nothing without Christ because we as Casper and I were speaking about yesterday, you know, we can set all the plans in the world, James tells us that's why we should say, if the Lord wills, we'll do this and that. So we should always be conscious that it's not us directing the path, it's not us working with the arm of the flesh, so to speak, but it is is God working in us to will and to do his good pleasure if he wills that we do it. And so keep that in mind as you're thinking about those things. I know some people get into, you know, setting their imagination up sort of as God, as to what they're projecting. And I I think we need to be careful about that, that we go in the direction led by the Spirit of God, which we're only going to get from the Scripture. And I want to pop these in and then let Kate uh, pick up with her thought. But the Scriptures are, are very clear. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, Jesus said it wasn't went in, what went into the man that defiled him. It was what was coming out of him. And this is why the things that we say do have importance. Uh, and then, you know, one that we've referenced quite often is what Paul wrote to the Philippians. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report— If there be any virtue, any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, and uh, and that's the instruction we're given uh, from the Scriptures. So, Kate, uh, let me, I interrupted you there just to shut off the thing, but I want to give it back to you. Yeah, so so what what can we actually do? And um, there are quite a few things we can do, and this is what you've got to be. And when you're saying about as God wills, We've also got to be aware that um, those, some of those thoughts that come into your head are not from the right place. I'm having a big niacin flush now. Can you see it? I'm starting to go really Yeah, you, you're, looking, you're looking really <laughs> red. Looking, yeah. It's moving across me. Um, oh, I love the feeling. You go bright red and really hot. Some people don't like it, but I like it. So, you know, you the, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to be aware of those thoughts. Supplements and medications, zinc is a good supplement. There's lots of different supplements. I'm more than happy for people to come to me um, for personalized programs. I also can direct people to see a psychiatrist who's excellent. Actually, I know two fantastic ones, one for adolescents and one for adults. Well, he sees adolescents as well. But Dr. Ali Ajaz, who you've had on the program, amazing because he know he will only do drugs short term and works very much on nutrition. He's fantastic. Um, Surrounding yourself with people who provide positive bonding. You know, be with people. Uh, What happens is when we stop hugging, it feels awkward to hug. So hug everybody. (laughs) Everybody. That's the best way to get over that one, is make yourself do it and start hugging everyone. Till it then becomes really nice. I do it to everyone now. And... um, you know, uh, it, it's really, it, even if it's just a little hug, I, I, the, the cats get fed up. I hug them. Nellie's here. Nellie sleeps in my bed. People go, that's disgusting. Because sometimes she's got fleas. I don't care. I really like it. I wind, incidentally, always sleep with your window open. I sleep with my window open all year round. Mm. And it gets cold in my room, but I'm generally in bed with a T-shirt, sweatshirt. Sometimes I've been known to wear a full jogging suit. And... When I have Nelly in the bed, she gets in when it starts to get really cool. She gets in the bed. <laughs> and it's lovely. 
It's like having a little hot water bottle, spoon, <laughs> spooning me, spooning me. And she puts her four feet on me. Her parts of her feet are on me. So, so she's getting her feet warmed. And then the other little one, Rafi, he curls up right in my neck, right <laughs> there where it's nice and warm. So I don't really care. I don't care what anyone says. That's fine. I don't care. I'm happy with it. So my limbic system's doing well. So, um, so what you can do as well, you know, you find people with the same things that you do. If you're hanging out with people that eat loads of junk food, drink alcohol, take drugs, smoke, and you're trying to give all that up, it's going to be very difficult if you're still hanging around with them. So you need to be very careful. Find yep. your Bad company you- corrupts good good morals, right? Yeah, I'm going really red now. Look, woo! I'm having a big old flush. You look like you had a suntan. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, so, a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, so... um. So the other thing to remember is, is finding something that you really like doing. The one thing that switches my mind off is when I dance. But what happened is I got so busy, I started missing my dance class again. So I went back to it. And and so what I, I've started doing is making sure, again, that I don't book anybody for the, the day that I go to my dance class. And if I really can't get it in, I'm going to have a couple of private lessons, but find something that you like doing, find your passion and do it and do at random acts of kindness. I think I might have told you last week, my mother sent these two tops back from Australia that I bought her ages ago and she, I'd sent them and she sent them back. So off I went to the store, the 75 pounds for these two tops, over a hundred dollars with a tag on them and I couldn't return them. And I couldn't take a credit because they were out of, they were, you know, two from months and months and months ago. So she said, oh, you can put them in that box over there and, you know, it'll it'll go to the charity or whatever. And I turned around, there was a lady in the queue and she was, she turned out she was, I think, 84, 85. And I went up to her, she looked rather large and I said, excuse me, madam, are you a size 18? She said, I am. I said, would you like these two tops? I bought them as a gift and I can't replace, I can't return them now. And she went, oh, my gosh, let me give you something. I went, no, no, not at all. And I said, just have them and, and enjoy them. She went, oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's made my day. I gave her a great big hug. And I walked out that store feeling really pleased with myself. They were in a package that had my home address on them. And when I then came back from being away somewhere, I can't remember, I think it was Spain when I was in Spain, there was a little card from this old lady saying thank you. And and how delighted she was. And and it was so lovely. And do you know that was like receiving something all over again? And I've still got the card and I've left it where I can see it. And it was from a local artist in, in Brighton. And I thought, gosh, what a lovely thing that she took the time to write me a thank you letter. So that's all feeding my soul, a random act of kindness. And when you do when you give something away, you'll get more back. Now I'm very lucky, I get so many freebies. So many freebies. It pays to be a dissident, I'll tell you, and a grifter, apparently. You know, I've just been to America. I've been to Spain. I've been to Derbyshire. Um, but I also get lots of freebies. Anyway, I went for a business meeting yesterday. And as I came out, the gentleman said, do you like olives? I said, oh, yes, I love olives. He said, I'll come to your car with something. He came out to my car with two cases, black olives and green olives. Wow. Jars from Greece in Celtic sea salt. Wow. Oh, gosh, they are divine. So I called up my friend, Katrina, straight away, and I said, would you like 12 jars of olives? (laughs) 
And I said, you know, and she went, what? Where have you had those? I went, gifted to me. So I generally, when I get things like that, I split it with Katrina. If I get food like that and things given to me, I always split it with her. And, you know, always. Um, I was going to say it will take me ages to get through 24 big jars of olives, but it probably won't because I really like them. I mean, I had two thirds of a jar straight away as soon as I got home. I opened that jar and I was straight in there with a fork. Oh my gosh, they're pitted, they're yes. delicious. Oh yes. I love them. Make a little bit of your own bread with with you know non-hybridized wheat, little bit of olive oil, little bit of balsamic vinegar, olives in a little bowl, and your bread and you dip it in. Oh just fax some of that over to the brown house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no because we know it costs too much money oh we do oh trust me i yeah i went to i went to uh with with all those little good southern goodies down here and it was it was going to be like it was going to be a hundred dollars like 97 dollars. yeah and I, do you I remember like, i sent you that big goodie box for your daughter and yeah. you and oh my gosh i'm not even going to tell you how much that's sent. I, yeah I, I was just like this that is just absolutely crazy so yeah yeah so we can't do that but yep. look um acupuncture is good so is surrounding yourself with with nice soothing scents if you're going to do it um you can get one of these little ceramic where you put a candle in don't put it anywhere where the pets can knock it off or children can get to it and you put a little bit of water in the top doesn't need electricity don't need any fancy gadgets it's like a little ceramic thing with a reservoir on the top you put your candle inside and I think, it, I, I can't remember what they're called. I've got one. And get some clean. I, I think doTERRA oils are clean. But lavender has been proven to cause you to relax and, and affect your limbic system. So I have, oh, well, I did. I've just had to dig them all up because they got too leggy. But I'm replanting loads of lavender plants as you walk to my front door because you get the bumblebees around them as well. And they're wonderful. But I'm hopefully going to be then once it starts making my own lavender oil. But lavender oil is so wonderful. Now, you've got to be aware of those thoughts. So if you're sitting there watching the TV with your mouth open, the idiot's lantern, or just listening to the music and you never have any quiet time or, or, um, you know, you're not, you've got to, you've got to be mindful when these come into your head, you've got to get something, which a way of dealing with it. So when, you know, you can't do that. Oh, you're rubbish. Or you're, I mean, think about it. If you're saying to yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. You're going to be fat because you're telling your brain, and you're releasing chemicals that are going to make you what? We're going to make you eat, eat, eat. You're going to make, you're going to get yourself fat. So what you have to do is you have to repeat good things, kind things, keep repeating them. Put images around that you like looking at. I love Francis Assisi's prayer. You know, I absolutely love it. And I've been looking everywhere. If anyone finds one, please tell me. I want to have a big one on canvas a big, big one so that everybody that, you know, every time I go up the stairs or down the stairs, I want to see it on the wall at the top of my stairs. And, um, you know, it's wonderful telling us, you know, replace everything that's bad with good. Well, you need to do that in your head as well. So if that thought comes in, you need to find a way that will work for you, replace it with something good. And um, everything will will come back and, and everything will come back. So what you eat, don't forget sleep. You you cannot 
cannot have a good brain without sleep. Do you know it actually, um, and the other thing is your brain gets smaller, the fatter your behind gets. Your brain gets smaller. You literally are going to have the dinosaur thing where you've got a little now, tiny brain. Why is that? Ask me next week. Okay. <laughs> Ask me next week and I'll have it all right, reeled off for you beautifully because this is what I've been learning for lectures. But you, um, you've got to be you know, mindful of that. That if if you're if you're fat, so all these people, body positivity. Well, there is a certain yeah, you've got to be body positive, but stop ramming down everybody's throat that being morbidly obese is okay. Right. It isn't okay. Sure, it's it, wrong. It's gluttony for a start. Yeah, but I have never ever ever met a healthy person who is obese. It's just not true. Even infertility goes up when you're obese. The very act of being able to conceive in a in a way that you want to with your partner becomes very limited if either of you are very fat. And I know that because people have told me. I'll tell you I, I, something that I learned this week. This is a little caveat on the on the. Uh, does anybody know why they call it a honeymoon? I've always wondered that, and I learned it the other week. Do yeah. you know? They, no. when the when the man and woman used to get married, it was it was thought in the cultures that they would take honey before they consummated the marriage, and it was supposed to be this kind of fertility thing. But that was it was kind of um, it reminded me it was very reminiscent of uh, uh, Jacob and Rachel, where she comes and she says, you know, give me children. And he goes, who am I? You know, talk to the Lord about that. But then she goes and she asks for the mandrakes because she's going to get Jacob to herself for the night and she wants mandrakes and the mandrakes act as either, either or, or, and like an aphrodisiac and some kind of fertility for the body. And I, I, I've seen in other cultures that some of the, some of the elders yeah, yeah. would talk about that, but they also, they also had certain drugs that would break down the, the uterine wall or not drugs, but they were natural things that actually broke down the uterine wall too and, and things of that nature. So I know they're they're within nature these kinds of things exist. So but it was just kind of interesting to learn that they took they took a spoonful of honey and it was, you know, before consummation in, in hopes of a pregnancy. Now how that works, I don't know, but I found it interesting that I learned about that. Oh, it's wonderful. In Persian culture, when they have a wedding, they have this whole tradition where they sit and they do this this thing with this block of like sugar thing. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I don't know. I, as we, we go down the aisle, I do. He does. We do. Or you go to a registry office. But I love all the old the old culture. So look, um, you know, the feeling of guilt You've got to get rid of that because it's not helpful. And this is what Dr. Daniel Amen. Here's a few examples when, when bad thoughts come in. There's nothing to do. So what you could say is there's probably lots of things to do if I think about it for a while. No one will ever want to date me. <laughs> I've actually said that so many times. Joking. But my brain doesn't know I'm joking. Um and so now what, you know, I, I, you can replace that with that silly, be patient and put myself in situations where I can meet people. Well, what I say now is, of course, they want to date me. I'm fabulous. God's just preparing somebody for me. That's perfect. Amen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, someone doesn't like me. I don't know that. Maybe they're just having a bad day. 
What do people say all the time? Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. They even say it joking. Don't ever say that. Sometimes I do things that aren't very smart, but I'm not stupid. That's what you should be saying. And blaming. Oh my gosh. Blaming others. We all know that person who takes no responsibility. You cannot learn. You cannot move forward if you do not own your doo-doo. So you don't blame others. Never. I need to look at my part in the problem and look at the ways that I can make the situation better. Because it takes two. It takes two to, to tango. And, you know, I, I, you know, spent years blaming my husband for everything. It took me a long time. The grief of my divorce came several years after we'd split up. And then it hit me. And it was grief like I've never experienced in my life. And, and all of that, of, of getting to the bottom of it, I found it and I finally understood it when I began to research and look at the limbic part of the brain and why that happens. It's quite incredible. So we have to own what we do and we have to, to look at that. I mean, there's nothing more ugly than two people getting divorced and how, how terrible they can be. So, um, yeah, the, the bottom line of this is um, you've got to get into today's show, get in your head. And to get in your head, you need to have a plan. Fail to plan, plan to fail. If you're relying it all on, oh, tomorrow's another day, I'll see how it rolls. It won't roll very well. Uh, and you've got a plan. You've got a plan and stick to it. Stick to it rigidly. Think about it like, you know, when you were at school and you had your timetable, you need to do that in your life. And then you will fit everything in. We've got lots of hours where we're awake that we should be doing things. And you know, really, if you're if you're um, you look back to my younger days when I'd be out partying, nightclubbing till 2 a.m. And then we'd get home at 3 a.m. And these were in the days, you know, in the 80s. And my mother said she used to hear us. My friend would always stay at my house because it was cheaper for the taxi just before I started my nurse training. And I remember I was I was 18 and my mother would she said she would hear us coming with our high heels, with the steel bit on the bottom of the heel, clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. Then she'd hear us rattling in the door. She said, and then I would wait, she would wait and she'd hear the microwave ping. We'd be eating at yeah. two in the morning, two, yeah. three in the morning. We'd have a milky coffee with sugar in it, white sugar. Then we'd be in the fridge. Then we'd be making toast and grilled cheese. I mean, ah, oh. and we'd get to bed at about 4 a.m., and then my mother would wake, <laughs> this is terrible. My mother would wake us at about quarter to one to have our Sunday dinner. <laughs> and then my friend and I would be sitting there half dead like corpses. <laughs> and, and then she would go home on the bus and I would just go back and have a sleep. So you'd lose a whole day. Well, yeah, the dead doing what the dead do. That's And yeah. you were talking about the issue of the shame. I was thinking about... That it, that it, and the guilt, and think that. Look, let's drive this right where we really want to go, and that is when you're talking about getting inside your head. You're talking about turning those things around. You're talking about repentance, yeah. and this is what we this is what we communicate through the gospel is calling men away from the sinful, immoral lifestyle that they're living. And some people say, "Well, no, I got it together." Let me tell you something. Some some of the most dramatic and uh, incredible. Uh, conversions are among people who've had it all together. 
Let's take Paul, for example. What did he say? I mean, he says, you couldn't find anything on me, man. I was keeping the law externally. You couldn't point the finger at me. I was the Jew of Jews. I was from the tribe of Benjamin. I was from, you know, I was a, I was Pharisee of Pharisees, all this stuff. And I kept the law. But he, but then he, what, what really got him was what was going on inside. He said, that covetous one, that's not an external thing. That's something going on inside. And so there has to be a change inside. And the one to take away shame, guilt, um, all and 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 the only one who can repair the relationships, like in marriages or, you know, in other relationships that we have with other people, is the Lord Jesus. He's the only one who can do it. And so, yes, it's going to be manifest in us. There's no doubt about that. But what again? I go back to what the Scripture says. It says God works in us both to will. That's the want to, and to do. That's the action. Right. So. Our faith without works is dead. So if we have faith that demonstrates, or we if we have works that demonstrate our faith, that comes from God. It doesn't come inside of us. Paul says that he was dead. It was Christ who lived in him. And so if you don't know this Christ who does this, I encourage you, get in your Bibles. Your Bible, putting that in, and one form of reading, listening to it, whatever the case is, we've got to have clean minds and clean hearts, and only God can clean the heart. David prayed, create in me a clean heart. Beat the dirt out of me. I mean, that's what he's praying to God after his sin, and uh, and making me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. And the Bible says that God is, you know, he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And uh, and today, listen, if you hear the, if you hear this message, the, the biggest thing, you can hear about Jesus from a lot of people, but is it this Jesus that saves you from your sin, that removes your shame and guilt, that makes you a child of God, that gives you a new birth, that makes you a new creation? If it's not that Jesus, and he's calling you away from sin and towards holiness, it's not the Jesus of the Bible. So get, get time to be in there. Kate, we're going to give you the final word here. Yeah, and that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's not just on a Sunday when you go to church, part-time Christians. Amen. You know, we've got a lot of those, uh, virtue signalers. Um, it's it's about doing it, getting your head, get control of your life. And, and scripture teaches you that, not to be a runaway train. Nothing good will come of it. Be disciplined, be disciplined. And it's that discipline, getting in your head and taking, be disciplined with everything. You know, think about, I said something last night to my friend. And then afterwards, when I hung up the phone, we were talking about this thing on Facebook. One of the sentences I said, I, I thought, why did I say that? I didn't need to say that. That was unnecessary. And so even a, a little bit of reflection. And, and then I thought, I'm not going to say anything like that again. It's un, it doesn't need to be said. It didn't need to be said at that time. So, you you know, you've got to be mindful, mindful with 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 what you say. And I'm just going to give everybody a little. And I'm, listen, I'm on the uh, TNT tomorrow talking about hearing on a show. Here they are. Look, Dave and Lulu. There's Dave. <laughs> well, they could be twins. Almost. And that's his sister, Lulu. She's uh, she. He's the fat one at the moment. And he's asleep on my computer bag, look. <laughs> Dave, he's not looking his best, lately. Yeah, he's even doing silent out. You know, he's uh, he's lost a lot of weight, but he's he's quite happy. He's having sardines, chicken. Uh, he's had <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, we're keeping him going. But I think they're 14 years old, the two of them. Wow. Not for 14 
or are they 13? I forget. No, they're definitely coming up for 14. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, because I got them in 2012 and they were already, at the end of 2012, they were already about a year, just coming up for a year old. They were just abandoned. Um, and the postman told me about them and a delivery woman told me about them. So I went and got them and somebody had moved out and then the landlord had bolted up the cat flap. So they were just left. And uh, Dave happily jumped in the pet carrier because there was food in there. <laughs> Lulu, she took a little bit of time. She took about a week to catch and then we got her. And so I've had them ever since. And Dave and Lulu, after the lady that locked Lulu in her cat flap, their names were Dave and Lulu. So I named the cats <laughs> after them. Anyway, um, thank you so much. And I'm sorry I wasn't there last week, but for people who don't well, you, know. You had some bit of good news out of that. So did my son Sebastian came to my home to collect a couple of things, musical instruments and um he the next I made him some bread to take with him and he went to his sister's flat and they all ate the bread which was nice they toasted it and uh, I sent him some photographs the next day of one of his favorite places because I was there and he sent me a text back and said you know that was lovely and thank you so much for the bread so yeah everything's fine so you see I didn't need to say anything about anything that had been done it's between him and the Lord but you know, and I've prayed every single day, prayed for my son every single day. And I knew that eventually it would all work out. Amen. And it will. Amen. Amen. Overcome evil with good, right? That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, that is. That's exactly what we're going to do. Yep. So we're going to get in our heads. All of this about get out your head. Well, yeah, you should in some ways get out your head, but you need to get in your head first to make sure it's working, doing what you can. So next week, I'll be telling you whether I managed Every day to get up at quarter to five, do everything that I was meant to do. I will. I will. I am going to do it. It's already put that out there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Kate Shimrani, thank you so much as always. Hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then Lord willing, we're going to be back with you on Monday, 6 a.m. Again, get with the people of God this weekend. Open up your home. Provide a meal to somebody. Get out there and meet some people, spur them on to love and good works. And you can tell um, my house is getting full. All of my kids are here. Uh, and so we're going to have a good weekend together. You guys have one too. And then Lord willing, we're going to see you bright and early 6 a.m. Monday morning. Adios.